Good morning. My name is Charles Morgan. Word is Live Ministries. Thank you so much for being with us, uh, for your support, for your prayers. Uh, I know that uh, got a lot of people praying for us and and people support us and help us out and uh, financially uh, keep us on the air and do what we do. Uh, this morning, put me in Psalm 37, the book of Psalms, but Psalm 37, Psalm of David. You ever had those times when uh, you see all these things happening, you think nothing's happening to these people, and it's just it's just irritating to me. Maybe you get angry. Um, well, this psalm is for you. And uh, David had plenty of experience with this, seeing evil people and seemed like they would prosper. prosper. And uh, verse 1 said, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be, yea, Thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon his, with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. And that's down through verse 13, 1 through 13, Psalm 37. We're just going to go through these, and I'm, I'm telling you, you know, David... Had his times. He had his times. Saul was after him, you know, uh, and Saul was trying to kill him, but yet he wouldn't do evil against Saul. And that's an amazing thing. As I read that, I was, uh, why didn't you just take care of him then? And even his men would say things like that. And he said, because it's not right. Folks, there's a right and there's a wrong. And there are people that will do the wrong every single time. We're not to be that. We're to be the people that do the right every time. Even when people aren't looking, uh, we're supposed to do the right thing. And when the, when the sign is up there and it tells us to not do something, we're to not do it, even though we could do it, you know, uh, because no one is watching. We're to do the right thing. Uh, we're to obey the laws. We're to do what is right because it's right in the sight of the Lord. We're not to do evil for evil. And this fret none, I'll tell you this, this makes me think of my grandmother Morgan. Uh, grandma would, uh, say things like that. And she, uh, later on, I would find out how things were even spelled. She'd say, we're going to do this directly. Well, that meant directly. Uh, but she used this word fret. And so I learned this word and she said, well, I'm not going to fret about it. In other words, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to let it cause me to feel bad or uh, not have sleep or whatever. Uh, you know, I may think about it, but I'm not going to fret about it. Folks, we need to get to the point where we're not fretting as children of God. And if you are a child of God, we're not to fret about these things. And boy, I'm going to tell you, I have trouble with this. Uh, not that I disagree with it. That's not the, uh, the problem I have with it. The problem I have with it is doing it. You know, it, it's, it's tough for me not to fret about things and to, to allow that and see evildoers 
uh, that are doing things and, and thinking, you know, Lord, why, why are you letting them do that? And I, a lot of times I'll cry out, you know, but I know he's got a better ways. And last week we talked about that and, and, uh, his, his thoughts are higher and all this stuff, but we need to, we need to look at that. I, our world today is a mess. There's no doubt about it. I, I don't think anybody would say that it's not. Uh, and if they don't say it is, then I would kind of question their sanity a little bit, you know, to look around and go, Hey, it's a mess. I don't care, uh, who you are or where you are, or, uh, how much money you have or don't have. You look at it and go, it's, it's a mess. It's, it's not right. Uh, as Christians, we look at it especially and say, this, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't uh, look right. Well, this world is not our home and that's, that's uh, just the way it is. We're not the only people to go through this. There have been times in the past where the church was under attack and, uh, and, uh, the world didn't seem right and people looked at it and, and, uh, didn't understand it. And, you know, we don't have to understand it to continue on. David had gone through things, like I said, Saul. I mean, he was loyal to Saul. That was a problem. He, he hadn't disobeyed Saul. He hadn't gone against him. He was loyal to Saul and here. Saul was trying to kill him. Why? Because he was God's anointed man. So when you're God's anointed people, you're following after the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to have trouble in this old world. This Bible tells us these things, and we see these things, <clears throat> and tells us, fret not. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. You know, there's songs written about this. There's one that says, uh, you know, uh, farther along, we'll understand it. You know, and we will. There are there are people that have gone through this and, and say, you know, I don't understand it right now, but I don't have to. Because you've got this. And this is the way David did. He put these things in the Lord. He said, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. He said, don't look at them and go, hey, they're prospering. Why, why am I not prospering the way they're prospering? He said, don't be doing that. Again, that's that's a difficult task because we, you know we're bombarded daily with things. Uh, on the media, television, all these kinds of things about people that are, have things and you watch the commercials and they, well, you gotta have this in order to, to, uh, have a fulfilled life. They're selling us things and, um, and they use, uh, uh, psychology on us because we, we are built that way. You know, we look at those things and we see those things and we think about it and then we see those people that are getting those things and we're not. And he said, don't be envious of them. Don't be envious of them because you, you don't understand. You don't understand. And in verse 2, he said, For they shall be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. You know, and, and when I read this, I, I thought about this. You know, it's, it's coming up on hay cutting season again. And, you know, we go out there and, and you'll have a good stand of grass. And, and you go in there and you cut that stuff and you bale it up. And you, you look back and it's all short. And, it, you know, that stuff's not there. And, and it's it's all cut down and it's baled up. And, it you know, it'll turn yellow and, and greenish yellow, you know, for for the feeding. And I think about that or the yard, you go out and, and it gets tall and you take the mower and, you know, for a while I, I wasn't having to mow because we were in that drought. So it, it wasn't getting mowed. It was uh, just staying the same. All of a sudden we get the rain and it starts growing and you look at it, but then what do we do? We come along with a mower and we cut it down and then we cut it down. And that's what he's saying. He said, don't be envious. Don't fret about these people. And then he gives us the answer. Thank God for the answers in the Bible. He tells us, uh, these things. And then he gives us the answer. He said, don't, don't be cut down. So that's a promise from God. You understand that? That's a promise from God. And we've got to rely upon that. In verse three, he tells us what we should be doing. He said, don't fret. Don't be envious because these guys are going to do this. In verse three, he tells us what we should be doing. He said, trust in the Lord. 
Number one, we should trust in the Lord. Trust the Lord that He, He's got this, that He knows what He's doing, that He's, He's, uh, uh, had everything forever. We don't have to have that. We don't have to come along and, and do that. You know, I just praise God that He's got it all under control and He's not left it up to me to, to take care of everything. I'll tell you, especially as I get older, uh, you know, I forget things a lot, you know, uh, there'll, there'll be things I'll think, well, I'm going to do that. And I'm, and I've got a to-do list. I've got one on my phone and I'll write down notes. And what do I do? I forget to look at my phone and I forget to take my notes. But God doesn't forget. God doesn't waver. God doesn't let these things go. We can trust in the Lord. Most of all, we can trust in him for salvation. We can trust that he died upon a cross for us and defeated death so that we can have eternal life. We need to trust him to know that, that this world is sinful, that all sin and come short of the glory of God. We can trust him to know that that, that sin and the, uh, has earned us death, but that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We need to trust him to know that if we'll, we'll put our trust in the Lord, that we'll confess the Lord Jesus. It means make him God of your life and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. He said, thou shalt be saved. We need to trust him to know that he said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We need to trust him to know that his love was committed toward us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to get good enough because we couldn't get good enough. He said, I'm going to do it for you. We need to trust in the Lord. And then after we get saved, we need to trust in the Lord that he's got the better plan for us. Again, it's not easy to do. It's just like your GPS. A lot of times, you know, you get in there and you go, ah, I know better than that. And then you get lost. We need to follow Jesus because he's better than any GPS. He never makes a mistake. GPS sometimes does. God doesn't. Our Lord Jesus Christ knows it. He, he knows that. He said, trust in the Lord and do good. I've got that highlighted. I highlighted the fret and authors three that we're going to, uh, we've already read. We're going to get into, but he said, trust in the Lord and do good. He didn't say just trust in the Lord. Just sit back and do nothing. He said, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. You're going to be taken care of. Matthew 6.33 say, says that. That if we'll put it upon the Lord, all these things shall be added to unto us. That's what it tells us. It tells us that we need to place it in the Lord. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first. Our righteousness? No. His. His. Not ours. Do good. So that thou shalt dwell in the land. There's a promise again. Now, again, this is to Israel. So I don't want you to think this is directly to us, but these are principles in here. And God's telling Israel this, and we we have this in front of us so that we can know that this applies to us too, that he will take care of us. Is he giving us the promised land like he did Israel? No, that's that's for Israel. He's not saying that he's going to give us that promised land. He's saying you'll be taken care of. Don't fret. I've got this. Those evildoers, they're going to be taken care of. Do good. Trust in the Lord. Sometimes that means going. Sometimes that means sitting. We have to learn that. We have to seek the Lord and know when that happens. There are times that he wants us to get up and go. And there are times he says, it's okay. You can't do anything about this. Don't worry about it. But always continually to do good. Go out there and do the right thing. Go tell somebody about Jesus. 
Go tell your neighbor. Go take you. You got a sick friend. Go take them some food or something. Or get a send them a card and say, I just want you to know that the Lord loves you. I know this because he's promised me things. Do good even though others are doing evil. Maybe doing evil to you. He said, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. What are those desires? When you get saved, the desire of your heart is going to be to serve him. Isn't that weird? He said, delight thyself in the Lord. Make yourself happy in the Lord. Make yourself happy in the Lord. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee desires of thine heart. What is that going to be? To serve him. You say, well, that, that seems all backwards. I thought he should be doing for us. No, we are his servants. We're also his friends. He says that as well. What are we going to be? We're going to want to have a relationship with him is what it means. We're going to want to go to him. We're going to want to talk to him. We're going to want to relate things to him. Bring them to him and let him speak to us in his word and, th and through those around us. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of the heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Not just yourself, but your ways, the things you do, your personality. Uh, I've met so many people, and, and, and you know, they, they're saved people, they say, and they're, and they're just mean and nasty. And people say, well, they're just that way. See, their ways never changed after they got saved. Our way should change the way we go, the way we do, the way we interact, the way we talk, the way we look at things should change. That outlook should be different when we have the Lord Jesus Christ. Commit thy ways in the Lord. Trust also in him. There again, trust in him and he shall bring it to pass. He's going to take care of it. He's going to bring it around. It's not our responsibility to make everything and mold it and do right. The people that do that said they're going to be cut down. Yeah, maybe it works out and it looks like it's working all towards their favor, but it's not really. You need to pray for them. That's tough. The Bible tells us pray for them to despitefully use you. I don't know about you, but I don't want to pray for them. I want to pound them in the head. Some of you are going, oh, no, you should say, come on now. Let's be honest. We don't want to pray for people that treat us bad. We don't want to pray for people that do mean things to us, that hurt us. That's not in our uh, human nature to want to pray for them. But the Bible tells us as children of God, that's what we're to do. To do good. And he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth our righteousness as the light. And thy judgment as the noonday. God is going to bring it to light who you really are. They may be discouraging you by uh, demeaning you and, and telling people bad things and, and, and lying about you. And maybe a lot of people believe it, but it said God is going to bring it forth. That righteousness as the light. He's going to shine the light upon it and he shall bring it to pass. Proverbs tells us, don't be going around promoting yourself. If you're doing the right thing, it'll happen. People will end up knowing about it. Do good. Keep doing good and people will know about it. God said so. He said he's going to bring it to pass. 
He's going to bring forth thy righteousness as the light. Those things that you do, your ways your that you've committed unto God, yourself that you've committed unto him, he's going to bring it forth, thy righteousness as the light, and the judgment as a noonday. Man, you know, in the summertime, that old sun, you know, it gets straight up and down, and it's so bright out, man, it shines on your eyes. I have to wear sunglasses, and even then, sometimes, uh, I was telling uh, my family the other day, uh, I get on a gravel road, and it just it reflects off of that, that gravel road and just almost blinds me. Shines on everything. You can look out there. You can see all kinds of things. You can't see those things at night. You can't see those things at dawn or dusk. But in the noonday, the light shines upon them. And that's what he's saying he's going to do. He's going to bring it to light. And he said, a judgment, those things that he knows about you. He's going to bring us to light. Folks, as children of God, as Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It says we're going to answer for what we've done in our bodies, both good and bad. He's saying do good. I'm not looking forward to him telling me about my bad because I know my bad. You know, we do. We, we know what we've done bad. We know how we are. We know who we are. I think that's why some people act the way they do because they're guilty in their own mind. They think they fooled everybody. Maybe they have. You can't fool Jesus. That guilt eats them up. People that do evil things. Guilt. God will not allow it. He said so. They're going to be cut down one way or another. Verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Again, fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. That's the second fret not there. He said, wait for him patiently. You know, the Bible talks about the way we get patience is through trials. People say, oh, I wish I had patience. And I go, I don't think you've read your Bible. It's not a good thing that brings patience in our eyes. It's those troublesome times, those things that hone us down, that chip away at us and, and uh, bring us to a point that we can only look upon the Lord. only look upon him we can't look at our own devices we can't say this and he says don't wait patiently on the lord look at this rest in the lord what did he say he said trust in the lord delight thyself in the lord commit your ways unto the lord and now he says rest in the lord wait patiently for him so what does that mean rest in the lord that means he's going to give comfort to us that means we can rest in him you know, it's an amazing thing. And as I talk to people, you know, Elijah, and that story always has intrigued me, even as a little kid, because I saw that Elijah ran from Jezebel, even though he'd seen fire come down and consume the altar. He'd uh, uh, slain the or killed the uh, prophets of Baal. He'd seen the mighty things of God. And, and this wicked, wicked woman said, you know, I'm going to have him killed. And he fled. And I heard so many preachers dis disparage him and just tear him up. And, you know, and I'm thinking, man, have you not ever been there? He ran. And yet God 
gave him rest first. Since the angel said, eat, drink, and then rest because you got a journey ahead of you. He gave him rest first. I always looked at that and thought, if he was mad at him, why'd he do that? He wasn't angry with Elijah. He knew what he'd gone through and he knew how his body was. He, Elijah was probably just mentally just tore down and, you know, I just see this, but he rested him. That's what the Bible's telling here. Rest. Patiently wait for him. Fret not again thyself because of the guy that prospers, because of the man who brings forth wicked devices. What does that mean? Those that actively do wicked things that create wickedness. They're not just waiting for it to come. They actively do it. They seek it and they enact it. And they may have others with them that help them to enact it. But said, fret not again. Don't do that. Okay, so verse 8, what is it? Cease. We've been told what to do. How to do these things in the Lord. It says trust in the Lord. Commit your ways to the Lord. Commit yourself to the Lord. Rest in the Lord. And now it says cease. What are we to cease from? What are we to stop? Cease from anger. And forsake wrath. Turn away from that anger. I don't know about you, but anger is an easy emotion to have. Don't have to work on it very much. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe you're not there, but it's, it seems to flow easy. We see it in our world today. People getting angry because they didn't get the right French fries at McDonald's or something else. It's seemingly meaningless. The anger that's in our world and everything and everyone. Our politicians are using anger to control us. They're trying to make us angry at each other. Saying, well, you're this way and you're that way. And so you should be angry at one another. You can't reconcile. That's not true. We as children of God, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter to God what color your skin is. It doesn't matter to God where you were born or what you think of yourself or you don't think of yourself. He's not a respecter of persons. He died for everyone. He died on the cross for everyone. Our world is using anger. Satan is behind all this, by the way. You say, well, this one's in charge or that one's in charge and they're the ones doing this. No, it's Satan. Satan's behind it all. He's the father of lies. He's devious. He knows how to work these people. He knows how to get people to do what he wants. He's the one that's orchestrating all of this. He's been given that reign on this earth and he seeks to kill and destroy and do all these things. He is not a builder. He's a destroyer. And he's controlling these people that David's talking about right now. Folks, I'm telling you right now, they may fool everyone else, but they don't fool Jesus. And they need to repent. They need to get saved. We may tell them to go to hell, but we shouldn't really mean that. We shouldn't be saying it. Because we shouldn't want anybody to go to hell. Because that's not a night in jail. It's an eternity away from the Lord.
cease from anger, forsake wrath. And then again, the third time in verse 8, fret not thyself any wise to do evil. Don't do evil. There's two things we're not to do here. We're not to be angry. We're not to have a wrathful spirit. And we're not to do evil in any wise. Don't be doing it. Don't be doing it. It's not in God's plan for you to do that. In fact, you'll probably be going against his will if you do. Not probably, you will be. Because it says we're not to do that. Boy, that's, that's a hard thing to think about, isn't it? Not to do it. And then we justify it. Well, they did evil, but what I'm doing is getting back at them. I'm not doing evil. Well, yeah, you are too. We all are if we do that. Again, in verse 9, he gives the explanation. Okay, we're not to be angry. We're not to be wrathful. We're not to fret ourselves to do evil in any way. Three things we're not to do. Then verse 9 said, for evildoers shall be cut off. And there's two little dots right there as a colon, so you stop right there. When you read this, you stop because he said something you need to pay attention to before you proceed. For evildoers shall be cut off. I'm going to take care of them is what he's saying. It's not your job to take care of them. It's your job to do what I told you to do. A lot of times we get too busy doing all these other things that we're not doing what Jesus actually told us to do to spread the gospel, to take it in all the world. He said, evildoers shall be cut off. But, okay, that's the opposite. Something else here. Those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Bible talks about this in, in Jesus' reign. He's going to be in charge of everything. He is going to be the government. We are going to inherit the earth. But it's not going to be the same earth. Oh, man. Thank God for that. Thank God he's going to purify it. He's going to make it right again. That's hard to fathom. It's hard to think about that he, he's going to do that. But that's exactly what he's going to do. And we're not going to want to desire power because we're going to worship him. He's got all the power. All of it's been given unto him, and we're going to praise him for an eternity. It's not going to be about us. It's not going to be about our ways. And that's what he's telling us. You need to start doing it right now because there's going to come a time when this is the way it's going to be. He said, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while in the wicked shall be. For a little while in the wicked shall not be. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider the place and it shall not be. What he's saying is, I'm going to take care of them to the point you're not going to find them. They're not going to be here. A little while and they're not going to be here. I'm going to do this. Rely upon me. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Now, what do we want to do? We can say, okay, Lord, I, I'm, I'm good with this, man. I'm good with this. But let's up the timetable a little bit. <laughs> if you're not that way, I am. Well, let's work it out in my timetable. Let's, let's give you a few suggestions on what we should do and how we should do it and when we should do it. But that's not in ours either. It's his timetable. 
We may not see this. We may not see it. But that doesn't mean that it's not the way it should be. It will happen. You know, I talked about a while ago with Elijah and Jezebel. Well, God took care of her. Fell out of wind and the dogs ate her. He said, oh man, that's awful. They should be cut off. It's not going to be pretty. People knew it and they knew what happened and they knew why it happened. He said, for yet a little while and they should not be. It's not going to take long is what he's saying. Now his timetable is different than our timetable, but his is right. Verse 11, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. That meek does not mean weak. It means those who serve God. The meek that have submitted themselves to God. It doesn't mean we're weak, we're willowy or anything like that. You know, other people have come out and said, well, Christians are, are weak-minded people that can't think for themselves. That's not at all true. Being meek does not mean we let people abuse us. It means we follow after the Lord. We serve after him. David was a warrior, but he loved the Lord. He did wrong things, but he loved the Lord. He sinned, but he loved the Lord. He repented, but he loved the Lord. And the Lord loved him. You see, it says the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Verse 12, the wicked plotteth against uh, the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. God's saying, I know exactly what's going on. I know how they are. I know what they do. Verse 13, the Lord shall laugh at them. I highlighted that too. For he seeth that his day is coming. Lord knows all these things. I'm going to tell you right now, fret not. Fret not because of these evil ones. Don't do evil because they've done evil. You do good. You continue on. You that are working for the Lord, keep marching on. Those that have not given their life to the Lord, you need to be saved today. Go to him and tell him, Lord, I'm tired of trying to do it my way. I'm going to give it over to you. Said, whosoever shall call upon the Lamb, the Lord shall be saved. You can do that today. I want to thank you for allowing me to be with you today. My name is Charles Morgan. This is Word is Alive Ministries.